Hey everyone, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and I just wanted to give a big shout-out and thank you to all of you, our loyal listeners and viewers. We've been doing this for almost three years now, and that's mostly because of your support and your encouragement, which we really do appreciate. If you would like to help the show but don't have the funds available to donate directly, remember that if you plan on doing any online shopping at Amazon.com, if you first click through the Amazon banner on our website at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net, it'll give us a little kickback without adding anything to your bill. It's a great way to support the show and allow us to continue creating a wide variety of free Battletech and MechWarrior content for your pleasure. Are you buying something specific and want to share your story? Send me an email at bombadil at nogutstonegalaxy.net and maybe your email will be read live in the next podcast. Thanks again, everyone, and enjoy the show. The Inner Sphere Chronicles with your host, Walter Tucker. Join me now as I examine the events and decisions, both past and present, that have shaped the course of human history across the inner sphere. When they arrived in the inner sphere in 3005, nobody suspected the true origins of the Wolf's Dragoon's mercenary unit. Throughout the next 40 years, the Dragoons established for themselves a shining reputation as an honorable and elite unit rivaling many of the units that had existed for centuries longer. Even with their advanced technologies and unprecedented manufacturing capabilities, nobody could have guessed what the Dragoons were really doing. The original mission of Wolf's Dragoons was recon. Commissioned by the Grand Council of Khans, Wolf's Dragoons were to report on the readiness of the Inner Sphere to repulse a clan invasion, and they did their jobs well for a time. It's not known exactly how and when Jamie Wolfe and his fellow Dragoons made the switch, but their time in the Inner Sphere, amongst its people, fighting its wars, changed them. At some point, they began to see the Inner Sphere as full of people worth protecting, people deserving of freedom, not to be conquered by the savage clan war machine. It may well be that Jamie Wolfe's love for the Inner Sphere ultimately saved it and its people from the full wrath of the clan invaders. And it may yet be that the people of the invading clans, now living here alongside the same people who changed Jamie Wolfe's heart and mind, will come to the same conclusion that he did. I'm Walt Tucker, and this has been an Inner Sphere Chronicle. The Inner Sphere Chronicles is written by David Martin, with additional material by George Ledoux. Produced and performed by George Ledoux and Voices in My Head Productions. Any similarity to persons living or dead is a product of your imagination. Prepare yourself for more face-melting, metal-stopping music. Armor will be pierced. Fluid will be spilled. Machines will fall. Warriors will rise. Animatronic brings you a soundtrack for armored combat. Available now from NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. Join the invasion. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network.
live from the outreach studios around the world. This is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast 119. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. Today is August 27th, 2014, and I'm joined by Darren. Hey, everyone. And today's co-host, Tyler. Hello. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, we just want to talk about a few things today, and, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and kick it off. We've got uh, unit creation out there that just went uh, live with this uh, past patch. Um, you guys can check out, uh, you know, the IS map as well. Uh, zoom in, zoom out. You can see, like, uh, you know, planets, the, uh, the the principal planets, as you will. You can even, like, zoom in and see, like, Tukiid and stuff like that. I think it's really cool. But as far Actually, as you... You can actually zoom way out. Uh, Wingbreaker yesterday was linking to a group of four planets on the like way, way extreme of the outer periphery. Um, it's a certain, I think it's like a uh, maybe space Vikings that left the RSS or something like that, like just fled the inner sphere, and they're actually out there. They really did include a lot of cool detail. I think it was neat to see the inner sphere map. Yeah, I mean it's the first time we've seen it like in an actual MechWarrior game. Um, I know unit creation is uh, a lot of people are happy with that, and obviously I know SGR. Um, you guys are already set up. Uh, have you guys used the, um, the you know talk features as far as like chat? Have you have you done that much, Tyler? Not extensively, but it's a really cool feature, and the ability to resize the window even is awesome. I wasn't expecting that from the UI yet. The one thing I will say, uh, obviously, always pushing you know agenda to be better and better is like. I do wish that you could click on the friends, you know, this whole uh, friends list chat system and that uh, you didn't have to click on it and then have to minimize it. It'd be great if it was just like a draggable UI. Anyways, I think that would be cool. But um, one thing I definitely like about it is the fact that today when I was streaming and you mentioned this last night, Darren, you see the unit tags like we dropped as a group and you knew who was grouped up with each other. Like, so it wasn't like inadvertently you see colors of groups. But if everyone's rocking, the, you know, like, I don't know, uh, SGR tags, then, you know, more than likely, you know, that's five people on the other team. Yeah, it's been really cool to see the unit tags in there. Um, it's about time. And I like what this means is right around the corner, essentially. But um, I do also, yeah, like you're saying, being able to identify who's grouped together and, and so forth. <laughs> Some other features that are part of it is obviously like unit coffers. Now, um, this was clarified. Like, uh, so what a unit coffer is is you can members can send money to the unit coffers. It also has like a uh, statement, if you will. So, like for instance, you can if you're a unit leader and you say, "Hey, you know, I need everyone to donate a million C bills," you can actually go and check the transactions on that. But what a unit coffer, you can't transfer that to players. It seems like unit coffers are going to be part of the global like community warfare aspect of. Uh, I'm assuming buying and purchasing things that list we really have no idea yet but I like the fact that they're not doing the C-bill transfer I feel like that system could and would be abused or I mean how do you guys feel about that or do you feel like someone should be able to toss another person C-bills or it's a free to play game so it relies on having some kind of a grind so that people have incentive to 
make purchases to buy MC. So I understand why they're not doing it. It would be nice to be able to throw some few C-bills someone's way just to get them off the ground, but I understand why we can't. Yeah, uh, I haven't really put a lot of thought into I mean, I've never wanted anybody to give me C-bills, um, but I have wished sometimes I could give other people C-bills. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think more on that issue. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking you can technically buy a mech for MC. Yep. And sell, or C-bills for MC, and then if you were able to, I don't know, I just feel like it would be boost, but it's not... Gifting, a, gifting. Yeah, you know, I think a gift would be cool and stuff, uh, but... Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you know coffers, uh, so looking at this is like what phase one we have unit creation now um you know players aren't able to they're able to represent like a a clan but not a um you know a a canon unit uh, per se so anyways i think it's really cool it's cool seeing the names and um i'm assuming some of these next things for phase two are going to start kicking off um but uh yeah so anyways check it out if you haven't checked out the map yeah, it's great not only for established units, but I would like to see large groups of uh, just pugs get together and form a unit. Uh, and that way people can just go onto the unit tab, see who's online, and just start inviting people to groups, get more people into the group queue, because the game is much more fun when played with a group of people than by yourself. So everybody should check that out. I yeah. agree with that. I feel like the group queue for a lot of people is like this undiscovered country that they just don't know exists. I mean, not that solo queue is anything wrong with it. I enjoy it plenty um but i think there's just a whole new experience when you group with people and and you start to learn that coordination and um you know and your efforts pay off or whatever it would be great to see this uh bring more people into the group queue i agree well i mean when when i look at the unit creation again it sort of highlights to me um the 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 social aspect being able to connect to talk quick you know chat stuff like that and that's why i can't really you know stress enough how i feel like that when you look at the scalable windows, I, I really feel like the whole uh, chat interface, it, like being able to, I don't know if you want to lobby chat, obviously that just becomes painful, but there are plenty of examples of uh, other games that have it, even like Eve, where it has like a global, um, you know, where it has everyone listed. Now you can turn those tabs off, right? And you can tell them to stop blinking, but I really do think they are helpful for um, player connectivity. Uh, so I feel like uh, it would be great if we saw a little bit more expanding on not only the unit, but also, you know, the the fact of uh, being able to, you know, just see other people online and, you know, maybe throw up a pug group, like you said, uh, you know, and uh, jump into it. All right. So the next big topic of discussion, I feel like this is sort of the, the biggest thing that's happened in the past like two weeks um, is weapon modules. Um, this actually just came out, which was the heat penalty was removed from all weapon modules. I feel like this definitely needs uh, us talking about this. Is it good? Is it bad? Um, let's park it down into looking at it from, uh, you know, objectively. Um, is this good for weapon modules, Tyler? Uh, it's not, not good as far as balance between experienced or players that have been playing the game for a long time and new players. It gives the experienced and uh, veteran players quite an advantage. Uh, but PGI always did say that endgame content was going to be like modules and things like that along with community warfare so uh, players like me I've got mi- hundreds of millions of C-bills and hundred over 100,000 GXP I need something to spend it on and this is something let, let, I guess let me uh, rephrase that is this good for uh, the amount of um, weapon modules that were being used before 
this the way I look at it is almost it flips the switch of it's no longer a trade-off so it's a necessity if you will it's a, it's a logical you know tiered upgrade level one through five and there's no drawbacks but I guess this actually means I can take all the weapon modules whereas you know previous to this patch a lot of them just it just wasn't worth it so you saw none of them I mean do, would you guys agree with that I mean from well, the use standpoint yeah of course I mean it's it's now just a built-in mandatory weapon buff that everybody works up towards um you know and and good or bad I, I don't know I guess I need more context I mean it's good in that I wasn't using weapon modules before and I am now and my inner sphere medium lasers go a little bit further you know which is really the only one I've been using the last few days but uh, yeah, where where can we see the negatives here? Well, I mean, it increases the range. So ergo, if you're a newer player, you don't have a ton of GXP, and I can hit you. I, this is this is my look at it. Just imagine a clan, ER medium, right, and it's hitting you, uh, you know, at that range, and you're in an IS with a medium laser, and you're barely just scratching them, you know, past your effective range. Now. If you're a new player and you use it, even when you just look at IS weapons, this is basically what it does: is it gets like the IS uh, large laser level five gets 50 extra meters to effective, and then max 100. Now that 50 may not seem like a much, but you know it adds up after time, and so that newer player uh, would have to grind up to to level five. Now, my main issues looking at this would be if the modules were like level five was this extreme amount like if it gave the the large laser like 100 or 150 extra meters i would have an issue with it uh, because then you're talking about extreme differences between not having one and having one um and then on top of that it it buffs all weapons except a few like uh ppcs don't have one uac's yeah. yeah so goss uh so yeah, I mean, it's it's not an extreme boost. I guess, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of other games because you're saying that it makes, essentially you're saying it's an unfair advantage in terms of new players, right? But most games, I think when you start off new, um, you have to work up towards things. I'm, I'm thinking Battlefield, it's, it's, I'm thinking it's, This World is in the Tanks. same context of, put in the context of you're a brand new player or even like the Vindicators we just got. You have to grind your way up to get the basics and elites done. So in this regards, it's the same thing. Right. And I will say the one thing, I, looking at this entire thing, the one thing I do like is that, wow, I can actually take all the weapon modules now. Like I don't have to, you know, like struggle with heat. Now on the flip side, the Battletech nerd in me, um, you know, it allows someone to go up you know, one tier at a time and get gradually get a boost and they don't have to worry about that adding. Um, that would be my biggest concern would be, is it, are they giving too much of an advantage from a tier one through a tier five? And I would actually say no. I mean, just like basis of a large laser IS, it's, it's a no. Now, the question for me is, um, should IS have the exact same weapon modules as the clans? And that's where I guess my question leads is, you look at a clan medium and a clan large which are both er versions they already have huge advantages of range why are we buffing them even more like that is my issue yeah and that's in the light of where they stand today uh a month from now that may be totally different um but we're playing as... in today that's, that's right right and right now it's already yeah. extreme enough 
well, I mean, again, it was it was it was bringing the weapon modules into play. Um, there were other options, of course, like adding all the other stats, and you have the the bonus and the, or the pro and the con, and you decide which ones work for whatever what you know. And I was kind of hoping for that, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it again, it, it is such a minimal benefit. Still want it, of course. I'm going to put it on all my mechs, but yeah, it's well, not it's not much. It's definitely better on some things than others, like putting on SRMs where. SRMs, you know, previously just exploded at 270 meters. Now you can get them out to 290 something. So that's significant. But it is kind of a. It's not good that the clans get the weapon modules as well. Really, I understand why they do, but uh, yeah, just like Phil said, they already have a range advantage or some kind of advantage in almost everything. So keeping allowing them to keep that advantage over inner sphere, it's kind of strange. Well, when I look at the weapon modules, one, this is only a range module, so I'd love to see what more is coming down the road. Because the way I look at it is when you, if I'm getting extra range, okay, you want to get rid of the heat because no one was taking them. Um, There's no drawback. So basically what you're doing, unless you were to introduce a, um, hey, you get the range, but it's going to, you know, let's just say uh, that 50 meters, what, that's you know, a a 25% increase on range for a large laser, it should have a 25 or 12 and a half reduction in damage. Then someone may or may not take it. Is that 50 or, you know, just something that there has to be something negative towards it. But I do not think the clan should be one-on-one with the IS because as right now, the range is already extreme. Now you're allowing them to be even more effective. I mean, what does this mean for a clan year large? It's 890 meters effective you throw in an, a it just it just sort of exacerbates the um issue yeah I, th- I, I think this is separate though i think there's the, the the weapon module issue and i think we're still got the huge glaring issue of clans or op and they're kind of separate um it you know it obviously brings that advantage even more to the forefront however i think that's a total different issue we still need to work on balancing intersphere and clans um, and then weapon modules, obviously, uh, you know, they're their own thing. Yeah, no, and, uh, and some ideas, though. I mean, what are other types we could see? I, I just want to see, uh, you know, can you get a shorter cooldown or a shorter duration? Uh, but, you know, maybe there's trade-off. You know, if I'm getting this range, it should, you know, reduce something from, you know, energy. Like, and, and then I wouldn't even have as much of an issue with the clans because they'd be getting a little bit more range, but then be doing a little bit less damage. I mean, but there's none of that right now. It's basically all buff. Now, on the flip side, uh, for IS, this is actually a good thing. Most uh, mechs only have, you know, typically two, three weapon systems, you know. Maybe you have some medium lasers and SRM and, you know, something else or LRM or something. So this is actually a good thing. I think for IS, it buffs them, you know, um, a little bit. Now, for new players, this is a free-to-play game. We know the grind. I mean, even with, uh, you know, uh, basic skills and elite skills, that's that's the that's the biggest grind is getting those elites knocked out. Master is the, you know... Master is actually a pretty big one now, too, because of how, you know, you can... It's a mech and a weapon module, so... I mean, are... are Tyler, are you are you liking the changes? Are you not liking? I mean, what are your thoughts actually like using and implementing? Are you? I think it adds another interesting element to gameplay. Is you got to be guessing what your opponent's weapon modules are. So, like I said, if they have SRM range module and they've got SRMs, you got to wonder: Do they have that? Am I safe at 270 meters, or do I need to back up to 300? So that's interesting to keep you guessing. To and but 
Uh, it is, like we keep saying, it's imbalanced between clan and inner sphere, and especially new players versus veteran players. So, it, was there any uh, word on why they decided to remove these? It was just to make weapon modules useful, or <laughs> what? No, we can inquire actually because that's that's something we haven't done. Um, but one of the things I would assume is the fact of what are they being used? And another thing we have to realistically look at is modules are a seabill sink. I mean that's why they're expensive. We talked about modules a few times on here, basically saying you know hey if you reduce the price a little bit, I'd buy a whole lot more radar depths and I would stop wasting the time switching them between mechs and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's a GXP that's the free to play model. Uh, GXP and a, a C-Bill. And I don't think there's necessarily wrong with it. It just sort of... No one was using them. I, I, I wasn't using them. I, I used the medium laser. I used the AC-10. And that's it. Uh, I'm prior. absolutely sure that this was done so that they didn't, you know, create content that wasn't being used. They're, they're trying to get them used. Now, hopefully there'll be more balance. I still, again, harken back to the idea of there being more modules with more options, different pros and cons, so that people can you know, um, fit it to their, their specific mech with the things that they want, um, the attributes that they want and the ones that they don't mind, uh, the nerfs or whatever. But I, yeah, I'm actually, this whole idea of the, the module price issue I've been dealing with big time over the last three days. Cause I'm actually kind of establishing some of my go-to mechs now, which I haven't done for a long time. Cause we have so many mechs and I'm wanting, wanting really badly to buy certain modules for each of these mechs and just keep them in there. But it's so freaking hard for me to spend six million on a module it i just i don't know it's i can't do it basically and so and again i would buy freaking 20 of them at one million a pop so i i do think and hope that this is addressed at some point well you were talking about pros and cons and i have to point out there's no cons to this the cons are no i know but the cons but are C -Bill used and gxp to well yes and, and the cons are cbill and gxp so you basically right. took the uh tactical thinking out of it um, put it useful, which again I like in that regards. Hey, I can actually use some of these that have never been used before because it's no longer heat. But there has to be a trade-off. Uh, or um, look at IS and clan weapon modules in two different lights. Uh, you know, maybe IS ones are to improve uh, range, but maybe clan are to uh, close the gap. Or, or, or I don't know how you would make them skill-based, but I guess that's the thing. Is uh, I, I would rather just. It, has to give something and it has to slightly take away from something um and, and right use now. all of the variables remember that was the thing we were talking about before is that the, this the before this changed the module there was just two variables yeah i um, want a velocity increase module yeah for ballistics i want a each of them uh, having a different pro and con and and you figuring out which one is the best for your mech for your loadout and that's what i would ultimately love to see and yeah and i think a cooldown and or um, a cooldown, now, before you jump on the background, oh, it's just DPS. I think you could introduce a cooldown module, but it's a very small buff. I'm talking, like, whereas you're getting, like, 50 meters on this range module, I'm talking, like, maybe a quarter of a second. So you're you're grinding all the way just for an extra quarter of a second. Is it worth it for an extra little bit of DPS potential? Um, anyways, I, I just feel like there there's other ones that could definitely be useful. Um, but it is good actually being able to use different modules for first and I can actually take those so I think that's good so I'm interested to see what else comes if it's just range though if that's all we get um, I, just, I don't know I mean unless, unless I would have no issue 
uh, let me let me phrase this. I would have no issue with just having this range how it is right now if the clan weapons weren't already um, OP as they are, and in the range and damage factor. If they were more closer to the to one to one ratio, um, I wouldn't mind as as much. But right now, they're just basically gonna they're, they're getting even more of a buff. So, uh, by the way, I'm just gonna break in here real quick. Here's that. Uh... Here's a link to that thing I was talking about, uh, Wingbreaker found. They are called the Yarn Folk. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. They don't knit as far as I know, but uh, you zoom way the F out in the edge of the outer sphere. You need to link that in our, our doc. Yeah, I'm going to. All anyway, right, so, pretty cool shit. Go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on. And again, I, I think, uh, I mean, Tyler, do you see, should IS as far as weapon modules be equal i mean in their attributes should it always be like okay well i have a medium laser so the clans have ear or like or, or even the attributes range range i mean should that be or is that something you've thought about well yeah we've we've been discussing it already but uh it would have been better if medium laser range for instance not er the inner spheres medium laser did get a more significant boost from the weapon modules and the ER medium laser uh, less so of a boost because the ER mediums are you know going out to 460 and the medium lasers only got 270 so that's that's way off they both weigh the same tonnage uh, the, the ER medium does two more damage so the inner sphere needs all the help it can get really and the clans don't need anything else so more inner sphere buffs less clan buffs would be nice to see well, if they didn't want to do heat too, they could have done duration. You know, you get the extra range and slightly longer duration. I mean, yeah, or yeah, that would dramatically even if yeah, it, it leave has the trade off for the clans. Yes. Yeah, the, the inner sphere just needs help, but the trade off even the, good even, the IS, even the is even the is. I mean, I, I still would have no problem with a slightly. I mean, medium laser. That it's pretty damn quick fire rate right now, and even the large. I mean, so. I, I feel like there should always be a, a drawback. You're getting range, but it's slightly longer duration or, um, you know, cooldown slight long. You know, it, th- th- now the actual numerical values attached to it can be higher for the clans to offset the that. But, um, you know, Darren, you are right. It, it is two different things, but it definitely exacerbates the issue. So yep. I'm interested to see where it goes. And, you know, I'm, I'm open minded about it. Um, I just as the current current um, set, you know, you can just sort of clearly see uh, how it's affected. So I like the fact that I can actually use them, but I don't like the fact that it just basically increases the range. And that's another thing too: is uh, without any other modules out there, really, except range, what this is does is it promotes longer range combat and, and people being able to take a lot more damage at a little bit more, you know, longer range. So, uh, you know, we obviously saw that with the Clannier Large. Uh, that that that's a bad thing because you know they get voted so. All right, let's go and move on to the next topic, which is, uh, you know, sort of controversial because I'm confused. Uh, weekend events and challenges. Um, this is hey, a big You know one. what? Is it all... Here's what I'm wondering. Is it all just about the big red X? That's what I think it is. The, the, the... Is it? I think Tyler can answer that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Tyler, did you make it, by the way? Did you make it to 50? I did make it, yes. Congrats. I didn't even get close. Yeah, so I mean, this is obviously controversial in that if you if you check out the forums or Reddit or whatever, there's a lot of people that essentially don't like the weekend events or challenges, whether they're um, you know kill based or win based or whatever. There's always people who, for whatever reason, okay, don't well, like it. 
let, let's let's break this down. What are, what are the good things? I would say the good things are it gets people involved, right? That's that's probably one of the biggest things is just uh, engagement, right? You're involved, you can play. Um, I would say it also brings some of the, the top players out there, skilled players, gets met all those groups and brings them into the solo queue. So you see a lot of diversity as far as skill level in the in the, the solo events. Uh, leaderboard, for instance, the leaderboard. Let's talk about the leaderboard because that's, that's what happened two weeks ago. Um, I love the leaderboard, at least the idea of the leaderboard, right? I think it's really cool. And you could go out there as a pilot and you can represent you saying, I am the best, you know, medium storm crow pilot out there. Um, I wasn't referring to myself or anything because uh, I'm not able to. I can't. Nope. Not allowed. Um, no, but it, it's really cool. But the bad that goes with the leaderboard sort of challenges. Um, this was perfectly sort of outlined by one of our streamers, uh, Darren. Um, Odd Walla. Seb, you guys know him as uh, Tyler in uh, SJR. But uh, Odd uh, basically said, hey, this is a really cool thing, but there's some negatives. And I think one of the things we have to talk about is player behavior. Did did you do the leaderboard, Tyler? Not recently, I haven't, no. Have you done one in the past? Yes, and it definitely does affect player behavior. Uh, everybody's out for themselves. People are trying to steal kills. Uh, people in some, in the worst case scenarios, are even trying to like leg you so you can't get to kills. Things like that. So it really creates a dog-eat-dog environment, and your team's no longer playing this team game as a team. It's playing it as a bunch of individuals out for themselves, which is not fun. So one of the things I want to point out, and I pulled up, uh, and we'll have this uh, in the show notes, Darren, if you want to link this um, Reddit post, and he also posted this on the forums, but basically what he said is, uh, in a leaderboard challenge, what happens is kills and assists are really important. Well, basically, greedy play, and I think we've all seen this, but also that kills don't represent your performance in the match, like, and that you, you, kills are, like, you just can't uh, guarantee kills all the time. So again, it just it encourages some huge discrepancies and like and matches will be thrown. Like uh, I've seen matches lost. Uh, I was watching people when I was, uh, you know, playing and stuff like that. Um, and it just feels that. So this is the negatives. Now the positives, like I said, is people are engaged. They really like it. Um, and there's also the grind, which uh, he brings up to the point of um, you have to put in so many hours. I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. But someone was, uh, I think there's a suggestion, instead of it being about your 10 best matches, it should be an overall, I think, uh, an overall uh, look at all of your matches. I think that's what it basically said. It So it's like the, I don't want to speak out of context here. I'm trying to find it. You're just um, saying an average between everything? Yeah, I think it's an average between everything um, or something to the effect. I, I saw it, I think it's in here. Well, my question would be, well, first of all, I've been getting lots of PMs from people saying thank you for all the free mech bays. Um, so I think inherently the events and the challenges are good and that we're getting stuff to the people that decide they want to partake in them. Um, as far as kills versus wins versus some other idea, I can understand that, um, you know, for sure that maybe it promotes bad behavior. So if there's a better way to do it, I'm all ears. I would love to hear that and continue. But my personal opinion is that I would love to have weekend events every freaking weekend. Why? Because there's some people that can't participate in this next one and and they miss out or whatever. Um, and because it's free stuff. I mean, like you said, they have to put in tons of hours. Of course, I know what you're saying. If they want to complete it, they have to. But nobody's holding a gun to anybody's head and nobody has to participate. That doesn't mean that 
bad player behavior is okay and that we shouldn't look for a, a better way to do these events um, so that that kind of behavior doesn't exist. But again, you know, it, nobody is holding a gun to anybody's head for these events specifically. Um, so I think overall, weekends, events, challenges, whether they're opt-in, um, whether we can develop some kind of team weekend challenges, that would be awesome. I know Russ was trying to figure out how to make that work. It, it doesn't seem easy, really. Um, but I think, you know, at least, hey, we're giving stuff out and let's continue to fine tune these things, get rid of the, the bad qualities and increase the good ones. Um, I mean, you know, I think I think you're always going to have a little bit of negative. I think maybe that should just be the time. Like you do have to play a lot or something like that. But the, the, the kill incentive uh, that really does, uh, you know, hurt. Uh, and, and the fact of greedy play, and we're talking about pug play solo, you know, you know. So, well, what about this last one over the weekend? What well, kind of bad behavior did things. it promote? Yeah. So we're, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about like a leaderboard challenge where right. you, your performance, and kills the focus and points, assist, and stuff. And uh, we both know that kills does not equal skill. Um, you know, I mean, you, you can't judge a performance off that. Now, Tyler, we've talked about this in the past when it comes to win-loss, though, and that's what happened this weekend, which was uh, 10 wins, and you get a mech bay, 20, and you get, uh, it was 7 days premium time, and then 50, you get uh, 6.5 million C-bills. Now, I again, this is the exact opposite of the leaderboard challenge, and I heard some griping. And I, there was a Reddit post, mm-hmm. a forums post of, oh, don't ever do this again. And this is horrible PGI. And then I asked people like, hey, are you really enjoying this? And they're like, yeah. And then I asked you, Tyler, specifically. Um, <laughs> it was the X. That was the only reason. That was your I driving force behind it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's ultimately, and I can agree. I've got red X's on mine and I don't like them. So I think that is something that should be taken out. And maybe that will at least cheer some people up. But I would like to know this last weekend, with wins being the, the the factor, what's the downside of that? And and if and if there's if kills suck, if wins suck, then what are we going to do it on? And and also I want to say also on uh, touching on um, kills doesn't equal performance. That's true, or it can be true, or whatever. But there's nothing saying that the event was about performance. It was just about kills, and the more you got, you got free stuff or whatever. So it wasn't prefaced with this is about personal performance. Yeah, but that's what it turns into, and that's not that. This is a team game, and basically, it's hey, let's promote individuals. Let's so. What's the downside of the wins, like like we had this last weekend? I think it was just the uh, kind of excessive number of wins you needed. The fifty wins was uh, difficult to to climb, especially for people that don't play on the weekends. Like I don't play on Fridays and Saturdays. So it's unf- I wish that these events would go throughout a week, including the leaderboard challenges as well. Because once again, that's one of the primary th- reasons I don't do the leaderboard challenges is because it's only available on the weekend when I don't play. So week-long challenges or week-long uh, leaderboard challenges, competitions, that would help out a lot. So the main gripe uh, for the thing last weekend with the wins, which I think, by the way, is a much better way to do it. Everyone in the games were focused on getting their wins. Everybody was working as a team for the most part, as much as best as they could. But the 50, it was just a bit too much. Once you reach 20, you're like, yeah, that feels good. But then you have a long stretch of 30 more wins ahead of you, I think. And uh, people just striving to not get that red X is the main problem people had. So let me, let me toss this out here. Um, the, the, 
the best prizes, the Mech Bay, I would say that's probably the number one prize. They set the bar low. 10, 10 wins. That that's that was achievable by pretty much everyone. I think that's what people have to look at. If you went for the 20, you know, that's... It's like saying, well, we're only going to do uh, 15. 15 wins in a Mech Bay and that's it. Well, what about those that want to strive and challenge themselves? Then you set higher. Well, then people complain that it was too high. So I look at, to me, when I look at this, I see... Uh, a level one, two, and three. And if you went for the three, hey, good on you. Uh, you got the rewards for the other things, but don't lash out just because it was too long. Now, I will say this. I don't think 50 kills was absurd, uh, or 50 wins was absurd. I think 50 wins in that time frame was a little bit too uh, too short. I, I think, if you, like you said, maybe a Monday through a Friday thing, or a Monday through a Sunday thing, then that's more What was more it, four days? Up. It was four days. It was the 22nd to the 26th. The thing is, like, I'm wondering... I, again, I think it's just that fucking red X. Like, is it bad? Should we make but these no things one, so no easy that everybody no one, can do it? No one sees your challenges. This is all personal. This no, I know, all... but personally, I hate to see the red Xs on my profile. But th- th- that's, all it, that's all it is. I mean, you literally have to click profile, stats, challenges, and that's all it is. This is red X. It, maybe, if the, do they change the X and say... Uh, put a sad panda, you know, urban mech with a sad face on. You know, would that make it a little put, less harsh? Put a My Little Pony something other than the big bl- glaring red X. But my point is, I don't think, I also don't think that the 50,000 50, wins, 50 wins was I- extreme. I think that that wasn't meant for everybody to be able to achieve no. like 10 wins. But it's not like you achieved it and you're strutting around with a medal on your chest saying, huh, 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 I'm better than you. And if you have an X, you're just a shit pilot. It's not like that. I mean, yeah, people but have tons realized. of people are having problems with the Red X. So if you don't, good on you. But plenty of people do, including me. But I think what you have to look at is why do they have, you know, look at intrinsically. Because when like, I was a child, I was tormented by Red Xs. And I'm so- just, no, th- I'm, I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. I'm saying if it's a Red X, what yeah. can they put in place or... You know, uh, a pink X. I don't know. You know, so I, I just don't think it's a big deal. Now, uh, maybe a time frame, uh, Tyler, you're right, maybe a little bit longer. Maybe it should be a week and it's a little bit more achievable because you got to think, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, people have families, real lives. I mean, I was actually, uh, I wasn't even able to get back until Sunday. I had no internet from Thursday to Sunday. So, and you still got your 20. No, I didn't. I got 15. Oh, you didn't? So I got two X's, you know, off that. So, what about just not. The ones that you don't complete, just don't put them on that list. Like, I don't want to know. Don't. And I think somebody just pointed that out. Is fe- yeah, Ogre did. Um, I don't need to know what I didn't do. No. Hey, you know what? This. Uh, I will say this. Not every kid's a winner. Hey, hey Ogre. You know, we, Ogre no, we, even, grew, we grew up no, with I know. this, right? You know, like, no, not you every kid. Up, you grew up no, in the era with everybody no, gets I a didn't. fucking gold no, star no, for participating. No, bullshit, dude. Whatever. No, I didn't. No. Entitled not everyone generation. gets a trophy you have winners and there's oh no i missed out on challenge i'm not if if if, if it's upsetting you that but like you need to know but from but computer. ogre made a military comparison like people when they get up in their dress uniform and they've got all their things are there red x's in the spots on their uniform where they didn't get a medal or did they just have all the medals that they did get you know like i agree i don't need to fucking know what i didn't do i already get enough of that in life I don't know. I think uh, it's just a little bit over. Whatever. Take it drama, out. Drama, drama, drama. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's not a biggie. Like, okay, could they have it viewed differently? I mean, 
No, sure. but I, I agree. It's not a big deal. I agree that the red X is not a big deal, but I do think that overwhelmingly, besides the kills thing and how that affects player behavior, I think the big red X is probably most people's issue with this. So I think, you know, if we looked at, well, what can make it better, Tyler, uh, time, being able to achieve some of these, I think uh, needs to be part of the factor. Um, so what, you know, your you're players that can play all the time, grind through it really quick, blow through it, you know, on the weekend, uh, but maybe your your people that have jobs, kids, wife, you know, family, um, they have a little bit of extra time to achieve it. And why not? I mean, it's it's not like uh, yeah, these yeah, things don't need to be time. only on the weekends. We can do week events. We can do weekend events. I think we should be doing as many events as possible, as long as they're creative and fun and engaging or whatever. Um, but I definitely think opening it up to people who don't play on the weekends is a good idea as well. But I will say this was the first weekend challenge that had three tiers too yeah that was that was the first so again i know a lot of people are maybe you're annoyed or nah, i didn't achieve it or all oh, that was just too much of a grind but it could be worse you could have nothing um i mean yeah i know we can say that about all of life but it could be better and uh what other things could be better i think what we have to do is we have to look at the uh, leaderboards need to be about team play and objective based team play and promoting team play so obviously uh, you know, if it's based around kills and assists, that's not going to be the behavior you see. Challenges like what we saw this past weekend with the win or loss, I think that was actually a good thing. Um, you know, so focus on that. I think I think across the board, people would rather see just wins or losses. I know that the argument for wins and losses can be if you're dropping solo, you have very little, um, uh, not as much influence. You have you don't have as much control per se as a group. But I also say, I mean, if you're dropping solo, you also have a chance to sort of sway the battle. All right, so we got a few quick mentions here. Um, I got some. Hang on, I got another question about the. Yeah, shoot. All right, so let's talk quick about the the other reason I don't do the weekend uh, leaderboard challenges. Besides time, the time frame that uh, these challenges are up for, the prizes seem very disproportionate to the amount of time that a player that's trying to win needs to put into the game. Like, you mentioned Oddwalla's uh, doc that he wrote, and he played over 150 games, I believe. And that's a lot of time invested for the top prize of 1,600 MC. Which, by the way, I think over this weekend challenge, this previous weekend challenge, between your mech bay and the 7 Days of Premium time, I think that's 1,550 MC for just winning 20 games. So... Uh, what do you guys think about the amount of prizes being given out for the leaderboard challenges? I absolutely agree. Um, I thought about that as soon as I checked the amounts that were being won. Um, the, I think this last weekend one with the, the Mech Bay, the 7 Days Premium, and the 6.5 million C-Bills was pretty good. I thought those were decent uh, prizes for what was involved. Maybe the 6.5 could go up a little. I don't know. Anyway, but I definitely think the leaderboard challenge um, should have been uh significantly more doubled tripled i think it should have been higher well there's a few things one they can actually do cosmetic items uh as well so for instance uh they could create a generalized so every single time they have a leaderboard challenge you get i don't know if you win and you're placed in there or your runners up i don't know it's like like a, a trophy called bamf sitting on your you know uh, dashboard of your mac not to mention i feel like uh, cosmetic items like special paints and and stuff like that and then on top of that um you know why not give them a, a special mech uh, that could be something as well like maybe they get a unique um 
I don't know, whatever, a Hunchback 4SP with their lawn ones that paint scheme really incentivize that hey you know we appreciate the time you put in uh so we're gonna give you these uh, you know mc and we're gonna give you these mech base but also you're gonna be able to run around and be recognized by other players i feel like that's pretty cool too but now um, of course we know why that's not happening right well it's more it's 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 money it comes probably down to money no 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 it's not happening right now because of time it takes oh, time oh, to create a skin it takes time to create cockpit items which now, is money that's, yeah, you know. time is money, right? But I think, so I understand why it didn't happen this last leaderboard event, but I think what we're talking about here definitely should be considered and hopefully applied to future leaderboard. Increase the amount. Um, if if they have the time and the resources to put into it, create some unique skins, maybe, you know, the leaderboard winning skin or whatever, and use that for a season, three months. And, I don't know. And if you adjust the way players are playing it the behavior and it doesn't feel as much of a grind then people are going to be more willing to participate and go all the way so i feel like it's double like uh tyler you brought up the time investment it was a really just drag well if it wasn't so much of a drag then your reward would actually probably look a little bit more uh you know appealing of you know for that as well so i think it goes both ways i think you need to you know look at the challenges and, and leaderboards and stuff like that and make them more uh, you know again objective and you know based on you know participation and teamwork and less on individualism and then on top of that uh looking at that overall like rewards what are they getting but no i think that's a good question uh, another thing is it would it be uh we or world war ii or just brought up uh would it be appropriate to make another queue just during these competitions so that and you could take ELO out of it completely? Because it is a little also unfair uh, to certain players who, with uh, different ELOs that all the their scores count the same. So a player, for instance, with a high ELO is having a much more difficult game to get the same score that somebody with a low ELO is doing. It, it's much easier. So anyways, to have a queue where only people that have opted in uh, would go, and it would take ELO completely out of the equation. So just the people that are in the competition would play against each other. Would that make sense or be fair? Well, well let me put this in context. I mean, so, um, and the reason why this is getting brought up is the fact of if you're a um, high ELO player and you drop in solo and you're in whatever mech and it's, a, it's you know, your ELO scores up there, um, being placed on your team is, is, uh, is lower-skilled players to balance you out. Whereas the other team might not have uh, a really, really high-skilled player, but they have a, a nice medium in between, and it puts you at a real disadvantage because you have to perform, like, uber, 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 like, way up there uh, to be able to do that. And if you don't, you're basically going to lose. I mean, that's the context we're talking about, correct? Or vice versa. You're a, low, you know, you're, you're a new player, and all of a sudden you get thrown on this... Uh, uh, this team and you guys get raffle stomp because a few of your guys were really good players and they weren't able to carry their weight i mean that's what we're talking about right tyler well not only that but if you if you took that high elo player out of their game and put them into a lower elo game where their elo wasn't uh their team wasn't built around them basically they would have well in a lot of cases let's be honest they would end up just slaughtering the enemy team because uh it would be it, the other enemy team is stacked up not against them but just against the uh, just an average so it's more difficult for a high elo player to achieve their scores than uh i guess a, somebody that dropped into a lower elo match so there's no like weighting scale or anything like that it's your your elo is not weighted into the equation well i think uh if you're gonna try 
to look at it more or less just have like an op opt-in you would have a um that's where elo needs to be looked at like group and and solo and possibly having two separate actual numbers attached to an account um, that way when you do drop solo um you know in your case you're not getting the uh solo elo of what you get when you're grouped you know with str and you know well that'd be great too i mean that would that would ultimately be the 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 solve all then you don't have to worry about it as much and when you drop in solo that's your actual elo not your bloated elo with a group um but your elo as an individual yeah that'd be great too to have a different solo in group queue all right guys some quick mentions we've got the uh pts tomorrow um and that is 24 hour server maintenance so the servers are going down uh we'll be streaming this and actually i'm sort of excited because i actually get to play the map uh the new uh industrial or you know whatever hopefully new and improved uh fix some of the bugs there are some things like getting stuck um i was floating in the air like some i saw uh, you on that yeah on on side straight stream anyway hopefully some of that stuff's been ironed out but yeah totally looking forward to it we will be streaming it as much as we can during those 24 hours we'll see uh see what happens but yeah it's gonna be a long downtime everybody just get step outside a little bit get some fresh air say hi to your neighbor whatever what's this real life and watch us stream What's this real life you speak of? I don't know. Uh, we also have the Vindicator um, standard variants are out for MC, and then obviously we have the uh, the, the Hero Mech as well. Um, it looks like the One AA is probably going to be the go-to. Um, uh, I've been rolling around it. It, it. It's very nimble mech. It actually can um, spread its damage pretty well. So if you haven't tried out the Vindicator, um, C bills will be coming soon uh, as far as the variants, and the One A is going to be. Like I said, I think it's going to be the most favored. It's just because of speed. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And I like the way it looks. Uh, we had the Nova and the Direwolf. Uh, Nova went on uh, for C bills. <laughs> Nova's everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Um, we also had the Direwolf over MC. Um, I've seen Nova's literally the, the medium Q. You know, yeah, but you know what's funny about it is you can tell that this is an influx of new Nova pilots because you just see a bunch of Novas overheating everywhere. Dude, I've seen some random setups on it, like UAC 10s and 5s and small and mediums, and I'm like, okay, yep, everyone's testing them out. Um, so anyways, just be aware of that. Direwolves are on sale for MC, so you may see a bit more of those. And that's enough. Um, Terrifying. Uh, well, twofold, because they are going to be new. They're probably not going to be basic out, so they may be able to get easily rolled, but God forbid. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, let's see what else we got. We had the desync issue. Now this is a big thing, big factor across the board. Um, I will say PGI is aware of it uh, as far as the guys behind the scenes. Russ just tweeted something out as well. We have a link to that in the show notes, but, um, this affects everyone. Um, I, it's funny. I was playing today and it happened to me three times in two hours. Um, luckily I was one time it snapped back two times I'd exit and come back in. Um, you know, and I had people like, oh, you know, hey, fix it, blah, blah. I'm like, guys, it happens to me too. Like, there's another deck. But uh, it is aware of and it needs to be, like, fixed as soon as possible. I agree with everyone on that. It's not even it's not even a fun factor, especially when you, like, you're warp. Yeah, almost when everyone's walked in place, you warp and you're dead or you are. Yeah, hurt. I think the biggest thing we can say here is that uh, Phil and I are in daily communication with the people behind the scene and nobody is getting sleep. Nobody is resting. Everybody's having incredibly huge headache days trying to work this out it's they're not sitting on their ass um letting us wallow in this shit of desyncs it is horrible i think this is you know obviously needs um 
to be moved to the forefront of their attention and get fixed as soon as possible. But uh, from everything that we can see that's going on behind the scenes, that's what's happening. They're trying to make this you know, fixed as soon as possible. This is also coming amid um, moving the entire... You know, we're moving to a d- new data cent- center, essentially, moving all the hardware, uh, relocating, whatever. Um, so it's a major pain in the ass. All right, we've got Clan Dagger Star is now available as a faction. For those that don't know, it's sort of like your... Uh loyalist i guess uh you know for clanners um that aren't represented by smoke jaguar or jade falcon or wolf or you know um so or ghost bear don't want to leave you guys out uh so that's available so yeah um yeah and that's that's pretty much it for this past two weeks i mean um no patch next week and then we've got uh well the next month and i'm sure we'll have more details on possibly the new vlog coming your guys way um, I think we're going to be shooting for mid-September on that. Uh, no guarantees what date, but that's what we're going to be shooting for. So just for, so you guys know. Um, quick mention about the NGNG hex shirt. By the way, a lot of people didn't like the orange hex shirt. So we switched the colors. Black shirt, orange uh, graphic. Everyone was happy with that. So those get ordered on Friday. And if you'd like to pre-order, head over to our store on that. And then obviously the Armored Combat uh, album. Matt is actually Animatronics working on a new album. Or a few new albums he just keeps going and then uh big news rss feed you guys heard is already fixed and then on top of this itunes is working darren everything's working finally itunes and he still has to get on the phone because i asked some like old outdated info we need to get rid of yeah. uh but itunes is but back works. yes so uh we may get those links up as soon as possible on our website but uh anyways i just want to say a big thank you to our community our listeners new and old and of course our amazing staff and our sponsors sponsors on our forum and our subscribers on twitch tv because we got partnered so i just want to say thank you you guys are yeah awesome. and we already have people subscribing and i just want to say huge thank you to all of you that is uh going straight into ngng and uh it's again now one of the new ways that you can support and uh keep us on the air we appreciate it thank you everybody who has subscribed this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. Signing off for tonight, this is Phil. This is Darren. This is Tyler. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube at No Guts, No Galaxy TV, on Twitch at NGNG TV, on Facebook at No Guts, No Galaxy Podcast, and on Twitter at No Guts, No Galaxy. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me. You can feel it on my skin, but there is more with it. Maybe I can be closer now, but I don't know how. Please help me remove my metal skin, my metal skin, my metal skin. Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever did